are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi at the Ready at 20 service, London. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church UK, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Hewitt-Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful sermon. Amen. Amen. Stand on your feet. It's time for the word of God. Hope you're excited. How many of you are excited to be in church today? And excited to hear the word of God? Well, we've come for the best time and part of the service. And it's time for the word of God. I believe God is going to give you direction God is going to give you light. Ready at 20, I can't feel excitement. I believe God is about to give you direction. Shout aloud, amen. I believe God is about to give you light. Shout aloud, amen. I believe God is about to give you wisdom. Can I get another amen? Well, if you're excited as I am, help me welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard I then sings my song. Help me first up as we sing our song of faith. chapter 8. Do you like John chapter 8? Have you read John chapter 8 before? Okay, so I'll read a few passages from John chapter 8 and then we learn a couple of things. 
and um, we'll be going home. It won't be long. <laughs> Jesus went onto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. How many of you know that's a rare sight? I mean, even those who went to find her, I wonder what they were doing there. And why they went there. Yes. So, now they are still speaking to Jesus and they're saying that Jesus, they're saying to him, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? But if you know that Moses says you should kill her, why haven't you killed her? Hmm. Verse 6. This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Wow. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest. I'm sure the older you are, the more sins you have, isn't it? Yes. yes. So he realized that he had more, so he went out first. Even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Verse 10 says that, and when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Has no man condemned thee? Jesus, she said, she said, No man, Lord. Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Okay. So, my uh, brief exhortation to you in a few moments this Sunday afternoon is entitled, God sent not his son to condemn the world. Okay. God did not send his son to condemn the world. There are a lot of reasons to um, condemn and to, you know, you know, um, in times of judgment, you either receive mercy or you receive condemnation. Or you receive condemnation or you are vindicated. One of the two. Okay, so he says that Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world. Contrary to what uh, maybe um, people who don't know God, they don't know about God or have not been told about God, might think that 
God is in this world, or God, Jesus came to the world to condemn, that is to judge and to to judge and to condemn. But that is not that is not that's not God's aim. If if God if God sent Jesus into the world to condemn the world, there's nobody in this room who would qualify to be called a Christian. And um, and therefore, and therefore, believers, believers have no place in condemning people. It's not, it's not our ministry and it's not our work to condemn. That is, I mean, to condemn, to condemn is to say that there's no, there's no chance. There's no hope. I mean, it's over for you. It's to condemn is to say never again. Never again. I mean, never with you. What's for you? Never again. You've crossed the line. You've crossed the Rubicon. Never again. There's no turning back. It's, it's, it's war with you forever. No, that is not, that's not the ministry of Christ. That's, the, that's not the ministry of God. And that's not, what, that's not what God wants to do or intends to do with anyone or for anyone. Um, so just like this lady um, uh, who was brought, she was caught in a very act. It's not even like a suspicion. It's like, it's like they have the evidence. You know, so she was caught in the very... I, I, I don't know how that happened, you understand? But she was caught in the very act of the, they brought it. It's like in the law of Moses, when someone is caught in such an act, so the person has to be stoned. Now, all Jesus is saying is that, I don't I disagree with what Moses said. All I'm saying is that, who are the people who are going to stone? So if you are here and you have no sin, you have no problem, then be the first to cast, not, not even be the one to kill, just be the first to throw a stone. I just want one. He said, he's asking for one person to throw a stone. And he said, that person should be someone without a sin. That person should pick a stone now and throw it. And they started leaving, starting from the eldest, who I suspect had the most problems. Because he's lived, he's lived longer. I've not noticed that the longer you live, the more issues you have, isn't it? When you are confessing your sins, you have more. Yes. When you, were, when you were younger, when you had to confess sins, you confess that, oh, Father, forgive me for eating the sweet mommy said I shouldn't eat, for taking, taking what? Meat from. <laughs> forgive me for uh, hiding some biscuits in the room doing this, forgive me for telling lies when I was asked this, I didn't tell the truth. Church has become quiet. Yes. So anyway, I'm saying that interestingly, without even saying it, without even saying it, people have that feeling. It's like when you're a believer and you go to a place where the people are not believers, there's, there's this there's this feeling that you are you're judging us isn't it they are condemning us it's like you are here to point out our failures and our sins and our mistakes you know sometimes even when you are in the church and you have some difficulties you know sometimes you can be in the church and have some difficulties i mean yes i mean if, if you're a pastor you know that people with difficulties because sometimes you don't even know their difficulties but as you are preaching you can just 
innocently give an example and you see that this one's this one's smile is is a labored smile it's, it's difficult you know it's like it's not working yes that you know that mm, there's there's a struggle here there's a struggle here there's a struggle here yes there's a struggle here Usually when you see the pastor moving towards, giving an example of moving in a particular direction, it means that the opposite of that direction is where the problems are. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. I'm giving you one of the tips of a pastor. So when a pastor is preaching, he's saying something, then he see, maybe he will see that, no, what he's saying is, he needs to finish that point. He said he moves stuff. So, so you may think that where he's going is where the problem. No, where he's going, rather, there's no problem there. He doesn't feel any problem there. Where he's left. Aha. Yes. So have you understood the movement of the pastor? Yes, the movements of the pastor. Yes. Yes, the movements of the pastor. It's usually because I mean you don't you don't you don't you don't want to punish someone or embarrass or make someone feel bad. So Move away as if you haven't seen. But you just need to finish your point. So you go, you finish your point. And then maybe as you're moving here, you start another point that you remember that you turn quickly. And then you start moving this way as well. And then when you see that everywhere is covered, you just stand behind the pulpit. And just preach. And just preach your message. And go on. But God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. You know, you know the passage in John chapter 3 and verse 16 which says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then verse 17 says that for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. It's not for condemnation but it is for salvation. So let me, let me, let me say a couple of things here um, for us to uh, realize that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. God's arms are always open. His, his arms are always wide open. That's, you know, the verse uh, preceding this one, verse 16, says that whosoever, whosoever, it means that your age, your color, your gender, your height, your sexual orientation, your um, um, your type of sin. There are different types of problems. You know, there are different types of problems. Sometimes people feel that the type of problem that they have does not warrant forgiveness and acceptance. It's, it's like it's like you know, you can be talking to someone. The person will be saying to yourself, "You don't you don't know who I am." You don't know the type of problem that I have. You don't know the type of problem that I have. So, so I, I, was, I was just telling you that the scripture says that whosoever, that means that anybody, even the type, the type of your, the type of your sin and your problem that's not even, it's not, it's not even, it's not, it's covered. It's covered by the blood of God, by the blood of Jesus. It's covered, it's covered by God's love. God's love covers it. No matter what you've done, no matter who you are, and no matter what you think you, you've done that it's um, unpardonable. It can be pardoned by the love of God. It can be pardoned by the... In, in other places, you will see that you'll be taught the type of sacrifices you need to make, the type of this you need to do to, to overcome or to offset your debts. 
But your debts in Christianity are covered by the love of God. The love of God covers your debts and your problems. This is the only place, this is the only place that there is nothing to do. There is nothing to do to receive the love of God and the forgiveness of your sins and the forgiveness of your problems than to receive, than to receive forgiveness. Do you understand? That you have a debt of a thousand pounds and you are not being offered a job that pays 20 pounds an hour to pay back your debt of a thousand pounds. Rather, you are being told that to, 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 to cancel your debt, receive the offer of debt cancellation. And then your debts are, that's all you need. All you have to do is that receive the offer that your debts are being canceled and then it's over for you. Because normally you'll be told, okay, we can cancel your debt, but you need to work for it. You know, just work, just work and pay it off and then that's it. So we'll give you a job. I mean, it's nice. We'll give you a job to work at least the first, the first month or first two months. You know, we'll just, we'll just deduct uh, from your salary or whatever and then you are free. But this time, no. All you are being offered, the, the, most, the, the, the thing that stands between you and your debt cancellation is, is your acceptance. Will you accept it or not? That's the scripture. Whosoever believeth. Yes, that's whosoever receiveth. Whosoever receiveth. That's why he says in verse 17 that the son did not come into this world to condemn the world. Forget about condemnation. Condemnation is reserved for the day of judgment. So long as you have life, so long as you are alive, so long as we are walking on the face of this earth, there's opportunity for your mistakes to be forgiven and that you are not condemned. Why? Let me give you um, three reasons. How many reasons would you like? Three. Three, four. Okay. We'll go by the clock. The first reason is because God sees our bare, naked, and ugly sins, and yet he loves us. The second reason is because God could have condemned us when he saw our bare and ugly sins. And the third reason is that Jesus did not condemn us when he saw our ugly sins. So first one, God sees our bare and ugly, naked. He sees our bare, naked, and ugly sins, and he still loves us. I mean, I mean, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. If in case you even want to, you even want to think about sexual sins. The last time you were committing that sexual sin, away from everybody's eyes, it's just you and the person who you were uh, communicating with. If if nobody could see you, God was watching. And here you are, here you are in this service, and he's saying to you that I like you. I love you. I love you. Because if it's killing, he could have killed you. He would have destroyed you. You see, instead of thinking, instead of thinking that I've done all these things, nothing has happened to me, meaning that there is no God. Rather, I've done all these things, I'm still living. Because there's a God that does not intend to condemn you. It's not his plan to condemn you. It's not that he doesn't exist. 
There is, there is too much to prove that God exists. Too much to prove. In fact, thinking that there is no God is almost like a lack of intelligence. It's like a lack of intelligence and a lack of appreciation of the things that you see around you. I mean, just, just your human body alone, just your human body, that you can, you, can, you can lay down and be gone for five hours and you don't know where you are. And then you wake up and you are still alive. Your brain is functioning, blood is moving, heart is pumping, kidney is fun- pumping, everything is pumping. And you call it sleep. And it's different from death. It's different from death. Both you go into an unconscious state, a state where you are not aware of yourself, but you still exist. Everything, everything is moving normally in your, in your body, but you are not aware of what for five hours, six hours. Some of you do eight, isn't it? You are conked out. And then you come back. And whilst, and whilst you are gone, blood is moving. Blood is moving. You are breathing. Different cycles are, are happening or carrying in your body. And you, are there, and you say there is no God. I mean, you actually say that there is no God. You, 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 stand, you stand and you, you look at someone. Your eyes looks at someone and a name comes to mind. With your eyes, your eyes, you look, you look this way. Tyrell. Two for one. You see Tyrell. Then you see Nathan. Your, your eyes are just, as your eyes are, are looking, names are forming in your brain. Names. What, I mean, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? You see, you see a creature with four legs passing by. Say, this one is a cat. This one, this one is this one is a horse. This one is a donkey. You see, this one is a dog, and then this one is this this, this type of dog. <sighs> and you say, there's no God. It's like a lack of intelligence. It's like, it's like a lack of, it's like, a, it's, like, it's, like, it's like you lack something. You, may, you know, somehow we feel that, no, I'm rather very super clever and super. And you see, you see someone lays down, closes their eyes and stops breathing and that's the end. And you ask yourself, you ask yourself, is that really the end of man? Can that be the end of man? If that is the end of man, then the turkey you had at Christmas is of more value than that person. Because when the turkey died, you spend money to buy to come and roast. This one, when he died, you put him in the, in the, in the box and you threw him away. Yes. Yes. There must be, there's got to be more to man than than, than what, what we see. That is what tells us that there is a God. There must be. There must be a God. There must be. There, is, there must be God. <laughs> there, must, there must be. There must be a God somewhere. A, you, you see, but he said, no, even people who don't believe anything, you, you see them in times of 
spectacular experiences. They look up. Have you, have you asked yourself, why have they never looked down? They look up. You see, even people who deny that they believe, they believe in something, they just, they just don't, sometimes they don't, sometimes they don't know the name. They don't know the name. They don't, they don't know the name because those who know the name also don't speak and introduce them to the name. That's like, see, there are people who are sincerely naive. Yeah. So they say, the man upstairs. <laughs> oh, there's somebody. It's like there's someone, there's someone there who is, you know, who is influencing something. Someone must be influencing something. Yeah, someone must be influencing things and changing things. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that that person, that person is not doing it to condemn. His duty and his work is not to condemn. His duty and his work is to find a way to include you. Include you before you take your final breath. And then there's no more breath. No. He's there to give you a chance to be saved. He, he's, you are, he's not there to condemn. He hasn't got, he hasn't got, he's not, he's not sitting on his, he's not seated on his judgment seat to say, you to hell, you to heaven, you, it's over. We say go to hell because we don't even understand that expression. We say people go to hell because you don't, you don't really know what hell is. If you know what hell is, you never say to anybody go to hell. So he sees our bare ugly things, the things we do. God, can you, can you believe it? Can you believe that God has seen all the things, all the things you've never confessed and you ever said it properly? He's seen all. He's seen all and he knows all. And he still loves you. There are things you wish it will never be found out. Never. How many of you have things that you, it will never be, never, ever? I mean, it's like, eh. I mean, it's like, how? How? Yes. Even though you don't believe in anything, it's like you're someone without a conscience. You still have things in your life you don't want anybody to know, meaning that you have a conscience. That's proof to you that you have a conscience. That's proof to you that you believe, you believe in right and wrong. Who made the rules of right and wrong? Who said what is right and who said it's wrong? Why don't you say something? Why are you ashamed of something? So deep down there, there's, there's, there's something that is teaching you the lessons of good and wrong. Yes. But your mom will never catch you. Mom will never know about it. But you still, you still know that, no, this one is bad. This one is good. Who put that instrument in you that tells you what is right and what is wrong, what is good, what is bad, what you should be proud of, what you should be ashamed of? Who put that thing there? It's that same person who is saying that I see all your bare, naked, ugly sins, but I love you. But I love you. Yes, I love you. I love you. I care about you. I love you. And he really does. He really cares about you. He really loves you. He did not send his son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world, that, but rather the world will be saved. He wants salvation. He wants it. So I've given you three reasons. Let me add the fourth. 
How many of you are already getting convinced that he's not, he's not out to get us? But sometimes think about it. Think about what is known about you. Think about what your pastor knows about you. And you've not been sacked from the church. Oh, yes. Yes. Sometimes the flow, the flow is even as though you are the most spiritual person around. You are such a mighty person. It's like you are, it's like you are mighty in spirit. <laughs> but maybe you are the weakest link that is being encouraged to be, to be, you know, to be serious. Like as we're watching the film stars arresting people who don't want to go to the camp. I mean, I hope they are all coming to the camp. Yes. I hope, all, I hope they are all registered. Otherwise, what's the point? As they're arresting, they're arresting, they're into arresting excuses. <laughs> yes. I hope, when, I hope when we get to the camp, I say, oh, I want to see, I want to see and fellowship and chat with uh, the film stars. I hope all the film stars will arrive. Well, we're all here. I mean, we're all here just as you saw us in Angel Police. I mean, we've arrested all the excuses amongst us and we are here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just an act. Wawuzi. I'm trying to explain to you that when God says that I am not condemning you, he means it. The things of God are real. That he's, I mean, he, can, he sees it. He, I mean, he's, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I don't know. You, know. you know if I'd seen it. It would be difficult, isn't it? I mean, things would be more, things would be more complex. So I haven't seen Maybe I've heard of it. I have not seen it, so it's the effect is different. But God, He saw it. He saw it. He even He, he could even read your mind when you were planning it. Yes, God, every sin is planned. Every sin is planned, including the ones that are called accidental. They are all planned. Everything is planned. Everything is planned on both sides. If it, that's if it involves two people. Both people, both people is the possibility has occurred to them. Don't come back with that cock and bull story that I, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. If, if you didn't know, what, did you, what do you know? Did you know? Did you think you were going to visit the eunuch? you sat on the train from Manchester you've arrived in London it's a very it's a very long journey to change your mind very long journey to be able to change your mind but you came all the way all the way so, so you see my point is that God knows your thoughts he could see your thoughts and your plans then you're buying the ticket moving from moving your, the money from savings to current to pay for the ticket. Yes. When you got to the station, you bought the ticket and you bought yourself a bottle of water and you bought lucozate and mint 
and then you had and then you had your lip gloss. Sit down, sit down. That journey. That journey. All the way. It's a long journey. It's a long journey. Yes, it's a long journey. Even Croydon to um, Stratford. Long. Inner city journeys. With delays and cancellations. You're still pressing on. It's what? Replacement bus. Yes. You are still persistent. All these, all these were, all these were obstacles for you to change. Your God was showing you mercy. So you say, oh, I think that, no, look, it looks like God is speaking to me. It looks like Jonah and the whale. But you, you don't behave like Jonah and the whale. You are still going. Replacement bus, you have, you have sat on it. Even if the re- replacement bus gets a flat tire, you will change, you will change replacement buses to another, another replacement bus. It's still going. Till you arrive. And then when you finish, you can't say you don't know, you don't know how. No, no, look, look. Me, you can tell me you don't know how. You know, so me, I'm a man. You can tell you you don't know how because I also don't have a GPS to monitor to, to actually know how these things happen. But I'm saying that God, God, he sees everything. He sees from when you woke up in the morning and you planned, I'm going here and you organize, you move your money from savings to current that you bought, you bought the ticket online or you went to buy it at the station you sat on the train train cancellation, replacement bus you moved from here, you sat on the replacement bus and you arrived sometimes even flights you took a flight All these things, sit down, sit down. When you sit down, you talk less. All these things are naked and bare in the eyes of God. But here you are. He's not harmed you. He's not done anything. You enjoy his message. That, that should tell that his intention is not to condemn you. He's not planning on condemning you. He's planning on giving you a chance to repent. And to change your ways. Okay. How many do you have? Four? Three. Why is that every time, every Sunday I ask you how many do you have? You always say three. When will you say four? We are not condemned. Number four, we are not condemned because of the blood of Jesus. Which protects us. Covers us. And washes away all our sins. Yes. We are not condemned. The reason we are not condemned is the blood of Jesus. Which 
protects us, covers us, and washes away all our sins. First John 1, 7. It's not comforting to know that God didn't send his son to come and condemn us. It's very comforting. Yes. Even after all these years of being a Christian, anytime I read John 3, 17, I feel comforted. I just feel comforted. Because he just tells me that, look, there's, there's hope. Yes, there's hope. I mean, not, judgment day has not come yet. It says that but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It's the blood that washes away our sins. You know, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. There's a problem in the world. There's a problem in the world that cannot be solved by anything but by the blood of Jesus. Yes, there's one problem. That is what that is what preserves the relevance and the significance of the church and the gospel message. Hospitals have problems they solve, but they can't solve that problem. Schools, nurseries, primary schools, secondary schools, universities, postgraduate programs. PhD programs, all these things solve a particular problem in this world. But it doesn't solve this problem that the blood of Jesus solves. Jobs, job creation, creating jobs. It solves, it solves the problem of unemployment, the problem of poverty, the problem of uh, giving the economy a boost, giving the economy working. I mean, it solves that problem. But it does not solve this problem. So, health health um, departments or in institutions they solve a problem, but they leave this problem unsolved. Schools they solve a problem, but they leave this problem unsolved. Jobs jobs they solve a problem, but they leave this problem unsolved. Then we come to the law enforcement agencies, the police. The army, all these strong, powerful guys we have. Thank God for all of them. They solve a problem. But there is a problem. I don't think when the police arrest you, they'll say that, you know, what, what, what was the thing that they'll read you your rights? They'll say that was, you have the right to remain silent. Because they, 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 they don't say to you that if you receive Jesus Christ today, all your sins will be forgiven. No. They have their things that they say. And right, they should say what they say. They should continue saying it. But I'm telling you that despite all these different institutions and interests and other establishments that are there to solve poverty, solve this, crave jobs, health, all these things, they don't solve the problem that made God send his only begotten son into this world. That problem is still there. And that, and, that, and that problem is still solved only by the name Jesus. Only by the blood of Jesus. Only by the blood of Jesus. No, nothing else solves it. Nothing else solves it. Nothing else solves it. You can have all the degrees you want to have in this life, but you still need Jesus. 
Because the problem, the problem, the name of that problem, the name of that problem is S-I-N. Sin. Sin. Nothing, nothing takes away the sin of a man. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but believing in Jesus. Nothing offers salvation but Jesus. Nothing. There's nothing that offers. There's nothing that solves that problem. Do you have something that solves that problem? Do you have something that can solve that problem? Do you have any, do you have any offer? Any offer? Any offer so I can add it to it? Is there anything on offer that says to you that through, through this name or through this person, all sins are forgiven and there's salvation? No. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Look at Acts 4, 4 12. What does verse 11 say? It's 12 that I want though, but let me have a peek at um, verse 11. Okay, and then what about 10? It says that be it known unto you, unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, does this man stand here before you whole? 11. This is the stone which was set at naught. That is, is the stone that you despised. Was set at, uh, at naught of you builders, which became the head of the corner. Then verse 12, which is the verse I really want us to see. It says that neither is there salvation in any other. Because there are others. There are others. There are others, there are others who have led religious movements. Faiths, um, cults, groups, shrines, um, fellowships. I mean, there are others. There are others who have come, who have done things. There are others, there are others with names. There are others with names. There, there, there are names. By saying that neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men when we give birth we give we give the child names we give names i've given three names yes i've given three names it's nice to give a name i've chosen three names in my life i, got, I had the privilege to give a name give a name one name then i gave a second name then i gave a third name i was giving names under heaven among men Yes, but none of those names that I give can offer salvation. Yes, but I gave names. I na I've named people till today, till today, 20 whatever years after, they are still being called by that name. Yes, the name they are called by is the name I give them. I told them, your name is this. Even, to, even, even today, I met, I met a lady. I said, I said, does your sister know that I gave her her name? And she said, yeah, mommy tells her all the time. Yes, because I remember when she was born, I remember her parents asking me that, can I give a name to that? I said, oh, yes, I'll give you a name. <laughs> name. You see, you give names. You've been given names. You're all known by a name. A name given to you by mommy, a name given to you by daddy, a name given to you by somebody. Somebody gave you the name. But your name can't save a fly. It doesn't save a fly. It doesn't save a fly. It doesn't change a fly. But there's a name. Under heaven, given among men, 
that by that name, by that name, men will be saved. Men will be saved. It's not the name of a hospital. No, no, no. It's not the name of a city. It's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a name of, it's not the name of a school. I saw someone in a movie telling someone that I want you to stand there with your, in your white uniform and your Harvard mouth and extend me some, some ketsy. You have to ask me nicely. I saw him say, I saw him say, I mean, you seemed where the person was educated as an insult. He said, with your Harvard mouth, with your Harvard mouth, extend me some ketsy with your Harvard mouth. It's like, it's, like, it's like Harvard is a place. I mean, if you've been to Harvard, it's almost like it can even be used, it can even be used against you that your behavior and your attitude is only because you, went, you were schooled in Harvard. There are names, but none of these names bring salvation. There's a problem in this. If the world is, if the world is 6,000 years old, then the problem has existed for 6,000 years. And the only solution till date, till date, vaccines can't solve that problem. Vaccines can't solve that problem. If scientists are that good, by now we should have a vaccine that has come out that says that it washes away the sins of man and makes all men good. There'll be no more murders. There'll be no more lies. There'll be no more deception. There'll be no more cheating. There'll be no more this. I mean, give us that vaccine so that we become children of God. No more fraud. All these things would have disappeared. We we'll all queue. You see the cues. We we'll all take it. Pop. And say, hey, after that, I'm a new man. But there's no vaccine. There's no vaccine. Vaccines are used to solve what vaccines can solve. You know, you know, hypertension, high blood pressure. There's a small tablet like that. You just tell you swallow it. Just swallow, just swallow it one a day. You tell just swallow it five milligrams. You say, just take it. If it's too stubborn, you take it small, tiny like that, tiny like like those small aspirin tablets. Just say, swallow it. Swallow it before your, your blood pressure. You you check it in the morning. You see one twenty seventy like magic. Wow. One twenty seventy perfect. Perfect. You are living perfect life from a small tablet like that. If you don't take it, if you don't take it, you will have stroke and die. Yes. If it's not detected and caught and you don't take it, it's not controlled. I mean, what I'm saying is that, you see, medical science has solved some problems. Some very deadly and dangerous issues. I mean, it is that dangerous. But it has been solved. I mean, it won't say solved, it's under control. That control. Give you a small tablet like that. You will you will live for a long time. Long time. I mean, you can you can take it for the next fifty years, and you are walking around. You 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 will not die from high blood pressure from that small tablet. Maybe a car might knock you or something else. But that 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 problem, that problem has been controlled. Has been controlled by by wisdom. Small, t- small tablet like that. It just controls it. Every morning, just swallow. Just take this one. Or evening, just take one and live. You will live for a very long time. Anytime you go for a review, check out, you check it, and say, oh, 12070. 
They say, oh, you are good. You are doing very well. You are doing whatever you are doing. Keep, keep on doing it. 120, 70, okay. But that person is still a sinner. If only that tablet could help. If only that tablet could help. But that tablet doesn't solve the sin problem. So we are still waiting. It's been thousands of years. We are still waiting for us. And the solution that has been given to us is the name Jesus. That's the solution that we have. That's the solution. That's the solution. Yes. And thank God that it, it covers everybody. That whosoever, 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 including those who have never believed it before. Your first time of believing is acceptable. Yes, include those, who, include, include those who have ridiculed, you have ridiculed the name of God, ridiculed the name of Jesus, ridiculed, made fun of it. The day you understand and say, ah, I didn't know that God did not send his son to condemn me. I didn't know that God is not condemned. I didn't know that God loves me so much. He cares about me so much. That day, and you say, yes, I need, I need this Jesus in my life. You will be accepted. Stand to your feet. You will be. You will be. You will be. He'll take you in. 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 I got I got saved 1985 years after the death of Christ. Yes. That's when I got saved. And the blood was still working. It's been 2000, it will be 2023 years after the death of Christ. And it's still working. The church is still relevant. The name of Jesus is still relevant. The blood of Jesus is still potent and relevant for you. So today, you can also dip your life in the blood of Jesus. And it will solve that problem. That nothing, nothing has been commissioned to solve that problem. Nothing can solve that problem but the name Jesus. Close your eyes and just thank God for the name of Jesus. Maybe thank him. You've never, you've never seen the name of Jesus and the relevance of Jesus and God in this life. You thought, you thought, oh, I don't need him because I've got first class. I'm getting first class. I'm getting this. I have a job. But all those things you can have it, but it doesn't solve. It doesn't solve in, it doesn't solve the main problem. The main problem of heaven and hell. It has not been solved. It has not been solved. You still need that. Despite everything else that you have. I'm not promising you cars today. I'm not promising you cars and beautiful houses and beautiful homes and money and millions of money. I'm saying to you that there is salvation that comes through the name of Jesus. Thank God for the name of Jesus. Just say thank you to him. Thank you to him for the name Jesus. Thank you to him for the name Jesus. That has been given to us for salvation. It's been given to us for salvation. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank him. Thanking him. Thanking him, 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 Malamatisha Patasaya, thanking God for the name Jesus that is thanking him for salvation, for salvation, for giving us Jesus for years, thousands of years. The name Jesus is still saving, 
It's still saving souls and saving lives and changing lives and changing lives and affecting lives and changing and changing and changing lives. Oh yes, Lord. 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 Oh yes, Jesus. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you for the name of Jesus. Thank you for the name of Jesus. Thank you for the name of Jesus. Thank you for the name, the mighty name of Jesus. The name that is above every other name. The name that saves. The name, the blood, through whose blood our sins are washed away. Our sins are covered. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Malamati shapatala midabakastata. Marima lama diba lava kapatasaya. Palomi dala vata labra diba kapatasaya. Malabishtaya distaya. Kredomi sabadistaya. Blandeli bradastaya. Makama tomali matafataya. Malama diba lava shiba tastaya. Pradostika labradista yadadista. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. Malamati Shapalabakistata. Thank you, Father. Father, tonight we say nothing but thank you for the name of Jesus. The name that is able to save us. The name that is used to redeem us, Lord, and to save us. The blood that was shed. To wash away our sins and to redeem us from every sin and every evil work. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That today that blood is relevant. That today that name is relevant. We are saying thank you. You are saying thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Every eye closed, every head bowed, still in prayer. We are still in prayer. Now, I want to pray specially for you this evening. I know somebody invited you specially today. I know today is a special day for you. Someone brought you here specially. Invited you here. Or you have been coming around. But deep in your heart, you have no relationship with God. Maybe you don't even know how. How do I get a relationship with him? How do I come out of this this lifestyle, this, this lifestyle that I'm getting tired of and I'm getting fed up with and I don't know where it's taking me and what it's doing to me? How can I become someone whose sins are forgiven and whose mistakes are forgiven and whose sins are washed away? How can I become a child of God? How can I have that relationship with God? With all the things I do and all the things I have, 
there's still an emptiness. There's still a vacuum in my heart. How can I feel it? How can I feel it? Jesus is the name that can feel it. Tonight, tonight, this evening, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want a relationship with God. I want to receive Jesus into my life. I want it. I want to accept this offer. This free offer of all my sins are paid for and washed away. I need it in my life. I want it. I want it. If you're here like that, say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you very quickly. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands. Keep it up. Just keep it up. Just keep it up. Keep it up. God bless you. I can see your hands. 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 Today, you know, someone invited you to church or you've been going to church, but that relationship is not there. Hey, you want it. You want it badly. You want, who will reject such love? Such love. Who says no to such love? Who says no? Who says, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Who even says, I'm not sure to such a free gift and such a blessed gift. I want Jesus in my life. God bless you. I can see your hands all over the place. You also want to join in. There's not, there's not a group decision. It's not a group decision. Don't think about your group. Don't think about the people around you. Sometimes you may be with someone, but you never know that person may have a relationship already. Or a day somewhere, that life had already been given to Christ. You went there that day. Today, decide for yourself. Hardly do people die together in groups and in teams. The day you drop dead, you drop dead alone. You want to be sure that you'll be ready before you meet your maker. Pastor, pray with me. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you all. God bless you all. Now, I need you to do one more thing. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to move out of your seat and come to me right here. Just come right here. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Come. Come. Yes. Yes. Come. All of you that lifted up your hand, come. Come on, there all of you, everywhere. Everywhere. All of you, come. 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 All of you, come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, you can still come. All of you, come. Don't change your mind. Don't change your mind. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you can see that you are not alone. Come. Come very quickly. Come very quickly. Come very quickly. Come very quickly. Don't be left behind. Don't be left out. Don't be left out. Come and come quickly. Come and come quickly. Come to Jesus. Yes. Yes. Come to Jesus.
Jesus. Such an honorable work. It's not a work of shame, it's a work of glory and a work of honor. So I want you to, you know, there's someone standing behind you or to your left or to your right out there. Ask the person, ask the person, are you sure of your salvation? If you are not sure, tell the person, I'll walk with you, I'll go with you, I'll come with you and come. We're going to sing one more time. For you now, come now, come now. No more delays. Come now, yes. Come now, now come. God bless you, my dear. Come now. and say this prayer. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. For, but for you, it's your personal prayer that you are making to God. So every eye closed, every head bowed. Let's say this prayer together. And say, don't think it. Then don't say it in your head. Say it out with your mouth and say it out loudly. So church, help us, help us to be loud enough so that we can say it confidently. Let's all say, say together, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Please forgive me of all my sins and of all my mistakes. I am a sinner. I have done many bad things. I am sorry. I am so sorry for the bad things I have done. I believe in Jesus. Say, I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And he rose up on the third day. 
Say, Heavenly Father, please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. I want to live for you. I want to serve you. Please take over my life. I don't want to serve Satan anymore. I don't want to live in sin anymore. I want to follow you, Jesus. I give myself to you. I say, thank you, Father, for accepting me today and making me a child of yours. In Jesus' mighty name. Say it in, say it boldly. Say in Jesus' mighty name. And shout your loudest amen you've ever shouted in your life. Amen. Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for salvation. And thank you for your help that has found, your love that has found these precious ones today. Thank you, Lord, for your love, for your help to them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, we have these books we would like to give to you very quickly it's a gift so just receive this gift very quickly more helpers help one in front one behind one okay there's someone on the second row so yes share it very quickly are you done if you don't have a book yet just can you wait so we come to you Right, there's someone here, please. Come to them quickly. Come to them quickly. Everybody sorted. Everybody got one? Ah, there's one right in front here. Right in front of us got yet plenty who don't have in this corner what's happening okay Priscilla you want to see them you are very slow you are really taking your time auntie keep your hand up so that we give you keep your hand up chance to play good music but this is your chance you've got a chance to show what you can give show us what you've got this is your chance are any of you instrumentalists does any of you play any instrument what instrument do you play you play guitar okay who else what do you play a keyboard. No, but this gentleman next to you, what do you play? Drums. Yeah, drama. Okay. Wow. Okay. And then what? Yeah? What do you play? Okay. You're getting instrumentalists. So play well before you're replaced. But like I see your replacements right here. 
Because I've got a guitarist, I've got a drummer, I've got a keyboardist. So you better raise your level. to prove yourself I've got your replacements right in front of me you know our, our dear lady here she wants to uh, meet with you briefly and then you come back to your seat so I think to that thing you should go through the middle rather if you could just part this way so if you could please follow her through the middle here make sure there are no obstacles so go this way with her and then she'll speak to you briefly then you come back chance is finished.
Christ was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. Take it, eat it. For as often as you do this, you do show my death till I come. The body of Christ. Eat it. Bible says the same night after he had supped, that's after supper he took the cup and he said this is my blood that is shed for the remission of the sins of many he said drink it as well the blood of Jesus drink all of it up your two hands and receive your blessing. Lift your hands for your blessing. Thus shall you bless the people by saying restore, recover, return. Receive these three words. Restoration restoration of whatever is lost in your life. Recovery. May you recover sevenfold. Whatever seems to be lost in your life, you are recovering it sevenfold. In the name of Jesus. And the third word, Return whatever has gone away from you. I call it in the spirit. Come back home. Come back home. Come back home. Come back home. In the name of Jesus. All the years of your life that seem to be lost, I command them to be recovered in Jesus' name. All the days of your life that seem to be spoiled. Declare restoration over them, over them. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord restore all things to normalcy. In the name of Jesus, your health is returned to normal. Your eyes are returned to normal. Your body is returned to normal. Your breasts are returned to normal. Your kidneys are returned to normal. Your liver is returned to normal. Every cancer cell in your body is returned to normal. In the name of Jesus. Every strange symptom in your life is restored to normalcy now. In the name of Jesus. Every strange diagnosis over your life is cancelled and you are returned to normal. In the name of Jesus. Every journey you are making towards the grave Every journey you are making towards your grave now, I return you back to where you were before in Jesus' name. Let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. What a blessing. God bless you. Take your seat. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. 
For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Have a blessed week.